0: Welcome to So Wait Pause, the podcast where we pair a good and bad movie and get drunk while we do it. This is Ashley, and I'm joined with my favorite drinking buddy, Sean. Happy post-Fourth of July.
1: Yeah. Well, we're watching Independence (laughs) Day as we announced last time, but it's going to be, it's into the July 4th week.
0: Yeah. When this episode airs, it will not be.
1: Nope. So it's close enough.
0: Everybody just think back to a week and a half ago when. A national holiday fell on a Sunday.
1: Are you saying that you're not patriotic enough to celebrate the 4th of July every day of July? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that at all about myself.
1: That's what we're doing here. We're doing uh, Independence Day the whole month of July.
0: Like Sean said, show your patriotism with aliens.
1: Well, I'm it's also that. the Olympics. So it's a perfect time to hype yourself up for America so to hopefully still have athletes in the at the Olympics.
0: <laughs> I never follow the Olympics closely and that might make me unpatriotic i watch them
1: almost every time
0: what's happening right now is it like the qualifying to see if you get to go to the olympics
1: uh they had qualifying rounds i think that the formal olympics should be starting like very soon but yeah in tokyo uh yeah and then they're doing all their like drug testing and stuff like that so that's like why the one woman had to be kept out because she had cannabis in her blood, but then it's not like she was actively competing yet, it's really funny that you're like cannabis
0: in her blood as if it's no, like but know. that's
1: what they said. I, know, I mean that, I that's <laughs> that's why she can't compete. It's stupid. It is stupid. especially considering that you have a country where, like, almost half the states at this point have some form of legal marijuana, right? But I mean, it's I guess an Olympic committee rule. I don't know. it's right. that's a dumb one. I feel like. They should be testing for things that are performance enhancing, not like munchy enhancing.
0: (laughs) So Tokyo said that they are not allowing any spectators at the Olympics due to a spike in COVID-19 cases.
1: Yeah, at at first they were going to allow just domestic spectators, but then they were weighing getting rid of that too.
0: Yeah, I don't want this to be like a whole thing about COVID, but is it really the best idea to go have a ceremony a country with a spike of COVID cases where we bring people from every part of the world and then they go back to where they're from?
1: Yeah, I mean, probably not. But I think Japan also has a pretty high vaccination rate and they never had a very high COVID rate in the first place.
0: I mean, I definitely want things to go back to normal, but having a world event seems a little soon.
1: Yeah. And they pushed it back, you know, one year or whatever, but I don't know how long, I guess... It starts to overlap with the other Olympics if you keep pushing it back. Well,
0: you just push back all the Olympics.
1: I mean, I suppose that would be the sensible thing to do. But at this rate, I don't see how they're going to make money off the Olympics. Because, you know, everybody always talks about how the Olympics, you can barely make money off of it. And you spend all this money, like billions of dollars. I think that the Chinese Olympics in what year was that? 2008 or nine? I don't remember. Whatever year that was when they had it in Beijing, that olympics cost so much money mm-hmm. and even with all the people who came in i don't know if they broke even london, london olympics too, which was 2012 i think that one also they spent so much money and i don't think they made money back on that one um i know that they didn't in rio and now they have all these huge stadiums that are just sitting empty that they park park buses in right I don't know. It, and then you have this type of scenario where you can't even have the spectators. And at that rate, I don't know if tourism has really fully reopened in Japan yet. And so if you can't have spectators and you can't even have people just like outside buying things, it's just like the host country spent so much money on this to then make no money off of it.
0: They force every athlete to do all of their athletic stuff holding like two cans of diet coke
1: (laughs) (laughs) just try to make it back on
0: sponsorships (laughs) i don't know
1: it's uh it's a crazy situation given that it's already so such small margins to make money off of and then they might just face a big loss on this one yeah hopefully they'll reuse these stadiums because most of the ones we have we didn't we don't use they just sit vacant or they turn them into something else
0: yeah i mean it's almost as if we just shouldn't do this right now
1: yeah (laughs) well but they had already prepared you know for years for it so they already spent the money but
0: yeah so wait until you can have it like normal
1: yeah i mean i guess they thought maybe they would and then it's it's too late now
0: is it too late like
1: i mean i don't know
0: i just like i just don't think so we're coming out of a global pandemic that shut the world down for over a year yeah you can't be like man well we've waited too long for the olympics now so who cares let's go through another one
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know the Olympics is like a huge event, right? So it's like, it impacts everything everywhere in a city, right? Sure.
0: But if it impacts everything everywhere, then everywhere can get on board with sure. not contributing to I another I think the scheduling,
1: the scheduling aspect is what's hard about this, right? Because you have to change the scheduling of every place in the entire city and like within 100 miles of that city.
0: Yeah, I get that. I think there are more important things. Like they make project yeah. managers for a reason.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but it's still happening because it happens in like a week or something like that. So I guess we'll see. They also had a number of other athletes that either got like Simone Biles got penalized for doing a uh, trick that men are allowed to do in the Olympics and in her qualifying thing. Like she got docked for doing a trick that men don't get docked for doing.
0: I don't know about that.
1: There's a lot of weird things that have happened so far. So if you're interested in that, go look it up. I don't <laughs> I don't know enough about it other than the main highlights. but
0: And I don't even know where we're at in the Olympics, so no. don't come here for news.
1: Yeah, well, and they added new events, too. They have skateboarding. Uh, there's some new things. I don't know if that got added last time or this time, but there's some new things going on.
0: You're telling me this like I care.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something you do care about, Loki.
0: Oh, wow, that was a sharp transition.
1: Yeah, i'm just (laughs) trying to think of something that you enjoy (laughs) loki yep so we
0: won't get far into it because one i don't want to spoil it for anyone and two people probably aren't as interested as we are but we're more casual marvel fans i would say
1: i mean we watch all of them at least twice
0: yeah and we will always go see anything that they put out you know except for cartoons i'm not watching a cartoon something i
1: don't know if they put out many cartoons yet
0: oh i'm thinking of like disney plus trying to like
1: I'm sure it's happening, just yeah. it not yet.
0: Because so they already have like a Young Avengers TV show or something that's like not at all in the MCU universe. But for backstory, you and I were not pumped necessarily about the Disney Plus show offerings of trying to tie try in the MCU when no. they were first announced.
1: Yeah, not when they were first announced, no.
0: I mean, shame on us for doubting. Kevin Feige, but at least I was convinced that this whole thing was just a ruse to finish out some contracts so they could go on to their next phase, not actually tie in to the next phase of the MCU. And then we watched WandaVision, and I think that's like my favorite TV show of the past year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really surprised us that one did, especially the premise when yeah. you first heard the premise and then how different the show was when you finally saw it. Exactly. Logie turned out better than I expected, but... Yeah. It's like in the vein, I was thinking kind of, it almost they made it seem like it was going to be like a Doctor Who style show. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say that it isn't really a Doctor Who style show.
0: No, but um, I don't feel like you could really give away like what style of show it was going to be without giving away the entire plot point of what it was going to do. Like I think marketing yeah. it as a Doctor Who style show was smart, but it definitely became its own organic thing.
1: Like I understand that there are some parallels, but yeah, in, in general, it doesn't have the feel or kind of premise of a And Doctor Who is episodic. So it's like, mm-hmm. there are some things that go across at least one person's set of seasons, right. but there isn't like a full story arc like this is having.
0: Right. Well, at the time we're recording this, they've aired five episodes and it's going to be a six episode run. So by the time this comes out, probably the finale has aired. But I am really enjoying it. I think the character development... What they've done in five episodes is astounding, um, both for Loki and all these new characters that I'm suddenly obsessed with.
1: Yeah, everybody's been really great, including Owen Wilson. Yeah. Owen Wilson, when I first heard that he was going to be in the MCU, I mean, I can't get 90s and 2000s Owen Wilson out of my head. Right. So when I think of Owen Wilson, I think like Wedding Crashers Owen Wilson.
0: So like Owen Wilson and this, like, honestly, he was kind of unrecognizable at first. Wow, I sounded really Southern when I said I'm unrecognizable.
1: No, uh well... Kind, of, I mean, he has a mustache, so that's probably the least. And then, and of course, the gray, gray hair. hair, the gray
0: yeah. hair. So he looks to me so much like John Slaterly, who was in Mad Men and in Spotlight, with like very silver foxish, like much older than I think of Owen Wilson being in my head because people from our era just don't age to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I think in, like, real life, I don't think he looks that much older than mm-hmm. he did in, like, the Wedding Crasher days. Mm-hmm. He definitely does look older, but I think that in, he doesn't naturally have gray hair, I don't think, right? Like, he hasn't, like, gone I full know. gray. I wouldn't know. I'm pretty sure he did that for this show. See, so, yeah, I mean, he looks different, but then he also kind of looks the same, especially, like, that nose because it's so, like, <laughs> uh, well, and he had that car crash. Right. Which, like, permanently added that, like, notch into his nose. I know.
0: I got one of those notches, too, from college passing out.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, but look how far Owen Wilson has come. Because that was, like, at a point in time when they're like, we don't know if his career is going on after this.
0: I don't remember the car crash
1: i think he tried to commit suicide he did
0: try to commit suicide but that was kind of swept under the rug and he was back to make movies very quickly after
1: yeah and he like he was in a car i think he flew out of the car oh. and like he like completely demolished his face he had to have like a lot of stuff done but it created like he broke his nose oh, really bad
0: i don't think i knew that
1: yeah so uh it's actually it's a long time ago now but uh, in Darjeeling Limited, it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that he has that stuff on his face oh, yeah. is because they're trying to hide some of the scars and things from that car crash. Got it. So if you remember in Darjeeling Limited, his whole face is kind of like wrapped. Right. I think that they kind of work that in. Right. If I'm getting my timeline right, I'm pretty okay. sure that that's the timeline of that. But Owen Wilson now, um, still killing it. I've always liked him in all of the Wes Anderson stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew he could be like that type of actor. Mm-hmm. He just was doing these other... Like Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn, frat pack style. It's just
0: in a very few amount of scenes, he's created a character that I care deeply about.
1: Yeah. For those of you who haven't met him yet, it's Mobius M. Mobius. <laughs> and the M stands for Mobius. <laughs> so his, na- his name is Mobius Mobius Mobius.
0: And his character is based off What's-His-Face, was, who was one of the co-creators of Marvel with Stanley.
1: Oh, I, I don't know off the top of my know. head.
0: There's like a ton of references to him in... Loki because Mobius is based off of him.
1: Oh. Yeah, because Mobius is a character mm-hmm. in the... Yeah. MCU, well, in the Marvel comics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so we highly recommend Loki. You should go watch it. By the time this comes out, all episodes should be out on Disney+. Plus. So go watch it and binge it. It's so
1: good. 100%. And it's like, if you saw WandaVision or even if you didn't, WandaVision is good. Loki is good. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is worth watching... But it's not the same at all.
0: I would say WandaVision is great. Loki is really, really good. And Falcon Winter Winter Soldier is okay.
1: Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier is more like a standard, like, mid to late 2000s Marvel movie. Like, before Marvel got really, really good and were putting out movies like Infinity War. mm -hmm. Like, before they were on that level. When they were still doing movies like Iron Man 3... I feel like this is on that level.
0: Yeah, it's like something like Agents of Shield or Agent Carter like got a really big like Iron Man budget for a TV show,
1: right? Yeah, and those I tried watch Shield for a little bit, and I couldn't ever really get into it, Mm -hmm. and I never finished any of those. Those are the only things that we probably haven't seen those Mm -hmm. two series. Yeah, out of everything that has come out,
0: right? Falcon and Winter Soldier really just didn't do anything innovative until like the final episode. Like it had a, it finally. Had a great, like, commentary on having a black superhero. Yeah. And then things like that. And it wasn't bad. Like, it's just like, after you give us something, after you set the bar so high, it's really hard to meet it again.
1: Right. Well, and I feel like that whole show, whereas this is setting up something new, Mm -hmm. right? So the WandaVision and Loki is setting up, like, a whole new aspect of the MCU. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what Falcon and the Mirror Soldier really didn't do. Yeah. So it is setting up like a small new thing. Mm -hmm. But in general, it's almost more like a backstory Mm -hmm. bio. Like it's almost like Black Widow, Mm -hmm. but as a small series and for... The mm-hmm. new Captain America. Right. Which I don't know if he's still going to go by Falcon or Captain America, but... He's going as Captain America. Sure. So, yeah, I really didn't do anything that new, whereas everything else added something completely that we haven't seen before. And so, I don't think it could have been as good as the other two, just for that, you know, fact. right? But the style of of the show and the direction and everything, it just feels older, older MCU and right. not newer MCU.
0: Agreed. So go check it out. You could watch it definitely without watching the previous two original shows. um, Yeah. But you should at least watch WandaVision because it's great.
1: Yeah, there's no order to any of these either.
0: Yeah, they're, they're kind of standing alone of each other.
1: They also didn't even really talk about what time period they're taking part in. Like, relatively, you know, Mm -hmm. like, relative to each other. It doesn't really discuss, Yeah, not relative
0: to each other, that's that's for sure.
1: That's what I'm saying, because these all came out back to back to back, Mm -hmm. but you don't really know, like, in what order these events happened. Mm. Because they will all feed into, I'm assuming, the movies in Mm -hmm. some way or another. But, uh, I mean, there's a general idea of when each one happened.
0: Right. Well, let's get into our uh, first movie, Independence Day.
1: Yeah. Another movie that I used to watch a lot as a kid that I haven't really seen since I was a kid. I'm sure I saw it maybe in undergrad or something like that, but...
0: I know absolutely nothing about this movie.
1: So you haven't seen it at all?
0: No. Is the first one a good movie and the second one a bad movie? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to read the synopsis real quick if people are like me and have never seen it. Okay. In the epic adventure film Independence Day, strange phenomena surface around the globe. The skies ignite. Terror races through the world's major cities. As these extraordinary events unfold, it becomes incle- increasingly clear that a force of incredible magnitude has arrived. Its mission: total annihilation over the Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> the hope, the last hope to stop the destruction, is an unlikely group of people united by fate and unimaginable circumstances. Who the fuck wrote this shit?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? It came out in, in the 90s. 96. it was a great movie when I was a kid. I don't know if it was good now. What do it's, you
0: think? It's Rotten Squares. On Rotten?
1: I honestly don't know. I don't know how high it could go. There are people I know that are, like, obsessed with Independence Day. That's hard. Are the reviews new or old? Oh, Is a mix. I'd say like in the 60s. Yeah,
0: you're right. 67.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. But I mean, I'm sure that the fan score is higher than the critic score.
0: Yeah. Well, um, real drinking games uh, who we used last episode are back with some drinking rules. Um, They have a lot. So I just chose five from their group. So they have whenever Area 51, Checkmate, and Mr. President are set, the American flag is on screen. Mm-hmm. Someone is smoking or holding a cigar. Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola is seen in an advertisement or can. And something happens that you can't do post 9-11.
1: Oh, wow. That's one I wouldn't have thought of.
0: Yeah. I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Their finish your drink rules are when Will Smith says, welcome to earth. And when Russell is back. I don't know what that means, but that's what it says. Yeah,
1: you'll find out. So you haven't seen this Mm -hmm. and neither of us have seen the second. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you need to come up with a shot in the dark that applies to both Independence Days.
0: Oh, whoa. Because
1: I can tell you right now, they're probably the same movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the second one is a sequel, not a remake. But mm-hmm. the second one, it seems, is basically like they came back. hmm Like, it's happened again. Mm-hmm
0: okay I don't know how to say what I'm thinking for my rule but I have it okay so my thing is like when them trying to use um the stereotype of blackness as a comedic device for Will Smith so like what I'm thinking of is like like I think of like Samuel Samuel L. Jackson and Snakes on a Plane and he's like I ain't got no time for these motherfucking snakes and Um. like like, that type of thing, like, I can just picture, like, Will Smith, like, being like, fuck these aliens, I ain't got time for this, blah, 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 and it's...
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's kind of how Will Smith's 90s movies are.
0: I don't think so.
1: Because um, you could basically have this exact same rule for Wild Wild West.
0: Could you? Yeah. I don't think so.
1: He sang a rap song about being in the Wild West, Ashley.
0: Well, that's not what I'm talking about, though.
1: No, but I mean, like, his whole persona was, mm-hmm. like look, it's a black sheriff in the 1800s. Yeah, you're right. Like that was the whole, the whole thing. Yeah,
0: I mean, So that movie was bad.
1: I mean, you know, I'm sure it's going to happen. We'll take a shot to it. Okay. Well, that's my shot in the dark. <laughs> okay, I'll come up with mine for the second movie because I have seen this one, but I'm sure that the second movie will be basically the same. Mm-hmm. So it might be a little too easy to guess, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know anything about the second one except for the trailers that we saw um, a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know who's back. Because I don't know if Will Smith is in the second one. i
0: positive he is.
1: That he is. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't remember like who all di- uh, joined on. Because I know that some of the actors didn't come back, okay. and some of them. Seth may Goldblum not be. did. Yeah, he he's in it because I remember him in the trailer. Yeah. I do not remember anything else.
0: Well, we'll be surprised.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it is.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll be back. And we're back from watching Independence Day. That was our good movie. Huh? It was.
1: <laughs> we are on a streak of taking <laughs> movies that I loved as a child and rewatching them, and then being way worse than I remember. Not heavyweights. Not heavyweights. No, but dodgeball, dodgeball, yeah, dodgeball was, another was horrible. One. And I wasn't a child when I watched that. But Independence Day, I was, I was, I was a kid. So I remember watching this all the time. Here's the thing: it is nostalgic to watch. I I really enjoyed watching it. It's a fun movie to drink to one hundred percent. It's really fun to drink to especially if you point out all the issues Mm -hmm. with this movie. And one thing is that since it came out in the mid nineties, it's hard to tell, like, is this movie doing a lot of tropes and being really stereotypic, or is it setting that precedent? Right. Is it the movie that every movie since was copying?
0: Right. Because we literally throughout the entire movie, we kept being like, oh, my God, such a trope of like the scientists coming in and, you know, doing this. Or or
1: like at the beginning where there's an emergency. So you call the person and they're asleep in bed and like you have to wake them up so that they can then come to the Pentagon and do whatever. That type of scene. I don't know. That might have been it might have started in the 80s and 90s. Right. You know, like and it probably did. Mm hmm. Um, especially with these more modern era type movies. So I don't know. Um, but you have that, you have, uh, again, just like Armageddon, this movie's a lot like Armageddon mm-hmm. in some ways and Armageddon came out in 2001 or two.
0: 2001 I believe
1: okay just a little bit later but it pulls a lot of the same things the graphics are better in Armageddon 100% mm-hmm. <laughs> we made a lot of development there there are scenes in this where the graphics really take away from the movie uh, yeah. the fire looks so fake every time it happens it almost looks like you know like those joke YouTube videos from like the Napoleon Dynamite era mm-hmm. where it's like I created a PowerPoint slide and there's like fireball explosions. Mm-hmm. That's what the fireballs look like in Independence Day.
0: Can I, since this is my first time watching it, and maybe there are other people who have not watched it. Yeah. I have vowed that we will be better about explaining the movie that we've just watched. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let me try to explain what I watched. Yeah. First, I'm asked to care about 18 different character storylines. Yeah, there's a lot. Person A is the president and his wife who's like in a hotel for some reason.
1: Not She's wrong. like in a different state. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then I have person B, which is the crazy, annoying uncle, a.k.a. Randy Qu- Quaid. He wasn't an uncle, but I'm thinking of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Las um, Vegas vacation. Las Vegas vacation. But it's like, what's the what's Christmas, he, um, the Christmas he, one? Yeah. I remember he had the RV.
1: I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: So we're having to follow him who thinks he's like, a thinks he was abducted by aliens 10 years prior and everybody thinks he's crazy. And he has three kids that really do not move the plot at all. So I'm not really sure why they're there. Then I have to care about Will Smith, who is a captain in the Air Force. Yep. Who is trying to work for NASA and it's just not working out. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend... Who, I don't know why she needed to be a stripper, but she was a stripper. She looked pretty great at it.
1: It was confusing why they made her a stripper.
0: I guess it was because, like, they were trying to make a point as to why Will Smith had not yet married her. Because he had, like, very ambitious career goals. And, like, his friends said, you're never going to make those goals if you marry a stripper. I
1: don't. I Even s- know if that's the point of it, I don't, I, I don't know why they did that.
0: Right, but we have to care about her because they get separated, and then we care about Jeff Goldblum's character. Who I still don't understand who or what Jeff Goldblum was. Was he a scientist? Was he a reporter? He didn't work for the government, but his wife was like the chief of staff or the press secretary. We don't know.
1: Yeah, that was confusing. (laughs) He definitely acted like a scientist and he was like a genius or whatever, you know, based on the context of the movie. Right.
0: He just worked in a building with TVs in it. So I don't really know what he did.
1: It was very hard to tell. So I'm not exactly sure. I would say that he's a scientist of some sort, but I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, this movie, it did too much. And for too long. This, right. m- this movie is like two and a right. half. Well, I
0: haven't even got to what the play notes. I just told you all the people that we have to care about. Right. So then, like, out of nowhere and, you know, very cliché.
1: Cliché. <laughs> <laughs> drink.
0: <laughs> exactly. Very cliché. Cliché <laughs> way, which, did they set the cliché? We don't know. I just took a drink. It was important. I was drinking water, that bitch. Uh, I'm drinking margarita. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in a very cliché way, like... The random person who was in charge of getting alien signals, who's never going to ever get it because, you know, we haven't had contact with extraterrestrials before, gets a signal from somewhere that something is moving towards Earth and it's really big. It's a fourth of the size of the moon, which, what? And then that sets this whole thing of, like, there's something coming into Earth's atmosphere. And then, of course, they start attacking Earth and everybody's trying to escape and whatever. And it all culminates in, I think, all the characters eventually that we named end up at Area 51, where apparently this is the Roswell alien that appeared.
1: Yeah, well, so that skipped to the middle of the movie. But yes, it's the same aliens that are invading that, I guess, sent a scout ship or something like that. Back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And that's supposedly the Roswell alien. Right. That even the president didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And so they go and they had a ship and an alien that had crashed back in in whatever. But I wanted to point out when you mentioned the people who are like, you know, just looking for s- stuff. I, I, and they're like astronomers kind of, but it looked kind of like the military. So I, yeah. I don't think it was NASA that found it. I, it might have no. been something else. But either which way, they're basically just looking... I guess just tracking what's in space mm-hmm. and they realized that something a fourth of the size of the moon which is so big that yeah. is so enormous is now out there and right. they're like is this a comet like what type of comet have you heard of that is a fourth of the size of the moon
0: you know what you can also see the moon so you definitely didn't need a signal to tell you that it was here well because like, it said it was like it was about as far away as the moon
1: right who knows well I mean it is like I think it was black, and I don't know if it reflects light the same way the moon does, but... Okay, you're giving this movie
0: too much credit. (laughs) No, no, no.
1: I don't know if you could see it with the naked eye. I think that you could definitely 100% see it with any of our telescopes. Yeah. I mean, it's a fourth of the size of the moon. That is way too big to just pop up out of nowhere. The other aspect of this, though, is that when they're out there tracking whatever's in space, all their instruments look like... You remember when you used to go to the science museum in the 90s, like mm-hmm. a kid museum? Yeah. And you get to like fool around with like the doodads and like they had like science looking like little stations.
0: Yeah. You go boop, boop,
1: boop. Yeah. That's all- everything that they had in, oh, the, yeah, for in sure. their lab. There was like a random graph that just had like, it was just like a bell curve, but the bell curve was just like going up and down like a frequency. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that started going the opposite direction. It's just like a bunch of nonsense it's nothing right. like it's it's absolutely nothing every single thing that they had the instruments made no sense absolutely no sense even when they're tracking like how far has it moved down to us it was like a green and red screen and the green just took up the whole red mm-hmm. as like that's where it is like <laughs> all these right. instruments are so dumb so that's the technology they had this is made in the mid 90s these people have no technology But they still think that they can fight back against something that can fly a spaceship a fourth of the size of the moon all the way into our solar system and attack us. They think that they they can fight back against that level of Mm -hmm. threat. Something that is so vastly beyond our technology. I mean, it popped up on us. Right. It got through our entire solar system. (laughs) Right. And we did not notice it until it was at the moon. Right. And it has a green laser (laughs) that can literally destroy a whole city in one blast. Right. How are we going to fight back against that?
0: Well, let me tell you. (laughs) In really impossible ways. Yeah. And that is... Basically, the crux of the movie is then fighting this alien, which I don't want to give away how they do it, so.
1: Well, they fight it with just 90s technology.
0: Yep. And I was about to, you know, reveal something that I just don't even want to reveal.
1: I mean, most people have seen Independence Day. Oh.
0: I guess I am talking about it like it just came out in theaters.
1: I mean, I'd say that the majority (laughs) of people have at least seen a rerun of Independence Day.
0: Okay, so I was going to say, even the freaking president gets up there in a fire jet to fight off the aliens. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen.
1: Right. Well, and that brings me to another thing. One of the rules that, or games that we play when we watch these movies, anytime there's a president, Mm -hmm. you need to try to guess the party of the president. When there's a U.S. president, you know, because we've only had Republican and Democrat presidents, It's always a fun game to try to guess which one they are. Mm -hmm. And this was a hard one. This is a hard one to guess. And it it was a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag. And I won't say what we guessed. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you need to go in there and guess for yourself. Uh, We did this with Chasing Liberty Mm -hmm. back when we watched that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We flip-flopped on this one. One of the other ridiculous things that we have to talk about is so Will Smith's girlfriend, she and her son are separated trying to escape Wherever they live, I'm guessing L.A., until, you know, like whenever the aliens are attacking or whatnot. And they're like in their car in traffic trying to get out of the city like everyone else. And behind them, they can see basically just a wall of fire coming towards them because the aliens are exploding everything. Mm-hmm. And so, smart move. They uh, get out of the car and run. Yep. I mean, very proud of that. But, you know, it's becoming clear, like, this fire is going to catch up to them. And so, and it's getting worse because they're running through basically a tunnel. And so, like, you know, like, it's like, it's like now getting compressed and can move faster through This
1: also isn't just fire. This is like an explosion that came from one of those green lasers destroying right. the city. So, it's not just things set on fire, right? Right. This is like the explosion from that green laser that is incinerating everything in its path. Right. Like straight up incinerating. Like it's just falling to ash as it goes through. Nothing is surviving this. Cars are like liquefied. Right. Like bricks are just crumbling to dirt. And that's what they're running away from. And they get away from it by doing what?
0: She kicks in the door of a maintenance closet in this tunnel and somehow... That doesn't explode. Everything else collapses and explodes, but not the maintenance closet.
1: (laughs) They jump into the maintenance closet and they don't even close the door. Yeah. This is a fireball, again, that is incinerating everything in its path. This is not just incinerating the stuff in the tunnel. The whole whole thing, the whole city. Right. We see later the whole city is ash. Yep. Except for the service (laughs) tunnel or the (laughs) the little side of the service tunnel that they were in. The whole thing is gone. Yep. Every skyscraper in all of Los Angeles is gone. Right. The only thing left standing, that one thing. Right. It's bizarre. And in the scene ends, that, that one shot of the scene ends with her... Uh, is it a golden retriever? I couldn't tell what type of dog it was.
0: Uh, I don't think it was a golden retriever, but similar.
1: It's, it's like a larger dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a larger dog, and it's in their car still. And they're, like, yelling to the dog to, mm-hmm. like, escape the fireball. Mm-hmm. And this dog, if there's, like, a really you know, dramatic scene where this dog is like running and jumps right as the fireball comes in slow
0: motion In slow
1: motion and makes it into the little (laughs) side like the
0: worst fire I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, And the fire was bad throughout the whole thing. Right. Yeah.
0: I had a lot of fun watching it. It is not what I would pick as a typical good movie.
1: No. And again, it's hard. It's hard to weigh it because it is the graphics. And I mean, the storyline isn't that bad. Uh, some of the dialogue is pretty ch- hokey in 90s, but the graphics really hurt it so much. Right. Like, that's what's so bad. When they finally find that Roswell a- uh, alien mm-hmm. or in like Will Smith mm-hmm. brings his own alien that he would like knocked right. out of the sky. Right. And they're, you know, dissecting it, whatever. That alien, it like wakes back up and attacks them. Mm-hmm. That alien, when it attacks them, literally looks like a dummy on a railroad track like which i think mm-hmm. it probably was like if you've ever seen people filming shots in hollywood where mm-hmm. they have like literally it looks like a, a train track mm-hmm. and you're just moving the cart back and forth along it mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure they just had like a dolly with an alien thing on it and they were pushing it back and forth with a lot of smoke right because i swear that the the alien do you remember that old ride at disney world oh are you talking about the movie ride the alien encounter ride
0: Oh, no, I don't remember the Alien Encounter ride. I remember the great movie ride where they have a thing from Alien.
1: No, no, no. When you are in, it's not there anymore. So this is around when I was in like middle school, early high school.
0: Yeah, I remember you were talking about this the other day.
1: Yeah, so it was like a spaceship. So when you went inside, it was like you were in a spaceship. I think it's what they made Star Tours. Uh, it might be. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. So anyway, when you were in there, though, you sit in these seats and it, like, breathes on the back of your neck and, like, because the premise is that you're on this ship and an alien breaks free mm-hmm. and then, like, you don't know where it is and then, like, it's a, it's right behind you, like, right. that type of thing. That was more realistic than what this alien looked like.
0: Right. It literally
1: looked like a statue of an right. alien being pushed back and forth. It, like, it had no joints that could move. Like, it
0: looked like they had that Buffy the Vampire Slayer money, which was not a lot to
1: do well, graphics. And that's about the same time period, too, mm-hmm. so... That's probably the case. I mean, there is really the the rule that I don't think was included in this that should be inclu- included mm-hmm. is when the science is just absurd. Yeah, when it, when I agree. it like just can't happen, right? I agree. Like again, nothing that large can sneak up on us. There, that's that's impossible, right? Not in the nineties. Maybe in the like I don't know the twenties uh, or, or earlier, right? Um, but not not in modern times. And then the other problem is that you have these aliens come. They are like squid monster type things, right? They don't have hands. Right. They are like squid things with tentacles. And yet they sit in human style seats. They have human uh, style, like, I don't know what you call like in the airplane, like that you steer with, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you call those. All of it. Everything is made for a human body. Mm -hmm. And yet they are like short, small squid things.
0: Right. I, why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, how would you rate this movie on drinkability?
1: Drinkability, I think, high. Because I agree. I mean, you could drink throughout this whole thing, and especially the Mister President rule right. is so almost too much. It's it's no, almost I a constant. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, they say it's so so but it's much. it's so good. Yeah. So, but I mean, so like, if you're going to do that, then don't do the hokey science. Mm-hmm. You, you have to do one or the other because it's just so much that they do them. All the rules, I think, were great. You only ne- need a few uh, because the ones that you have hit so frequently. Right. As a movie, though, mm-hmm. I'd say I'd rate it like a...
0: The cigar. The cigars. Did we oh, say? the
1: cigars too? Yeah. There's a surprising number yeah, of cigars. Yeah, it was insane. It was so weird how big of a thing cigars were. So I knew that there were two big cigar scenes where, mm-hmm. where Will Smith had a cigar. And I think that was just playing off of the like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, like action hero with a cigar type thing, Right. right? But what I did not remember is that everybody has a cigar all the time. And when he can't find a cigar, he just asks like Jeff Goldblum's dad, mm-hmm. who happens to be with them the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I have two cigars right here. Like in his <laughs> in his coat pocket. <laughs> like it I mean, maybe in the nineties people still smoke cigars that often. I don't know. But right.
0: Okay. In terms of rating, how are you gonna write this movie?
1: I mean, it's really tough because I enjoyed watching it so much, but it wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I rated Armageddon because Armageddon, frankly, was a better movie. Mm -hmm. This is earlier, though. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd give it a 55. Okay. And I mean, it's as hard. It's like I'm going there because I could rate it lower if I was just talking about a movie. I could rate it higher if I was talking about like a nostalgic movie I could watch again. Right. I could watch this again. I've seen it a bunch of times, but...
0: I'm glad you feel that way.
1: (laughs) You could not watch it again. I could not. Well, you're about to watch... (laughs) <laughs> kind of it, again.
0: Right. Well, before we get into that, i just going to say my score is a 38.
1: A 38. Yeah. It's pretty low. Mm, I feel like it's fair. As a movie, yeah.
0: Balanced and fair over here. Yeah. Like Fox News. <laughs>
1: oh, boy.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, let's transition into our next film, which is Independence Day Resurgence, which came out in 2016. So, I guess it was like a 20th anniversary yep. type thing. Mm-hmm. So let's read the plot of this one. As the 4th of July nears, how clandestine.
1: It's always um, on the 4th of July. Yeah. Again, everything in this movie is so American-centric. Yeah. Everything. American because first. <laughs> but literally, it's just like Armageddon, where, like, the U.S. is the only country that noticed this was happening. They started out over American landmarks. Like, everything about it is centered on the u.s it happens two days before the 4th of july and like the big culminating thing is on the 4th of july it's so american-centric and they show the only scene you see of the rest of the world happens in a short montage at the very very end Mm -hmm. and that's when you realize oh yeah other people were were dealing with these things too
0: right as the 4th of july nears satellite engineer david levison which is jeff goldblum so he's a satellite engineer
1: i don't know if that's what he was in the original was he
0: i don't know I, I don't know what he was.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was very clear.
0: Okay. He investigates a 3,000-mile-wide mothership that's approaching Earth.
1: 3,000-mile-wide. Mile wide.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, 20 years earlier, nations across the world started to use recovered extraterrestrial technology to develop an immense defense program. When the alien invaders attack with unprecedented force, the U.S. president, teams of scientists, and brave fighter pilots spring into action to save the planet from a seemingly invincible enemy. So it's literally the last movie again
1: literally except for they have even more technology i three thousand miles wide so that would be roughly the that's about the width of the united yeah. states isn't it, it well the, i'm not gonna act like i know that let me let me look it up real quick i'm trying to think we you know my thing with geography is that that's right? probably In sizes it's probably not quite Okay, so yeah, I was pretty close. So from the easternmost point to the westernmost point, it's twenty eight hundred miles. Oh wow. So this ship is actually a little bit larger than the entire United States. Wow,
0: that's not doesn't sound like America first. No.
1: Uh we're number two in size. So if you really <laughs> want
0: to understand how much I don't know anything about these movies, uh Will Smith is not in this one. Yeah, I didn't think he was. <laughs> Liam Hensworth is, so he's huh. I guess he's playing the young pilot or something like that yeah jeff goldblum's back bill pullman is back as you who know, was the president there's somebody playing dylan hillier which i think was the name of like the son
1: uh, i don't remember wait which son uh will smith's
0: now stepson or.
1: okay yeah hmm well, will remember. smith's last name was hiller okay then yeah that's probably yeah. his son i bet he's dead then or yeah something like that yeah right? and then he can't do it now so his yeah. son has to be the pilot right yeah
0: and there's like Ameca Monroe, who's playing Patricia Whitmore. So I'm assuming she's playing the adult daughter now of the president. Oh yeah. So this should be interesting. I do have some drinking rules that we can take a peek at. These are coming again from real drinking games. They had like twelve on their site, so I picked five. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> so the first one is someone mentions 1996, July 4th, area, or Area 51. A character from the original movie makes an appearance. So character, not actor, character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A world-famous building or landmark is shown. Someone ejects from a plane or ship. And someone gives an update on the time of an event. For example, reach the core in five minutes.
1: That makes sense. There's a lot of timing in the first one, too, where you have this time limit for everything. In terms of Shot in the Dark, because we can both take one on this one. Mm -hmm. I know mine. So mine is going to be, if one of the characters, particularly the president... So the, that president can no longer be president, right? Because mm-hmm. this is, it's 20 right. years in between. Right. So he's retired, but he's somehow in this movie mm-hmm. and probably as a pilot or something. Right. <laughs> Whatever. But so my guess is that somebody, probably the president is going to have somebody come up to them and they're going to say, you know, I don't do that anymore. Um, yes. That's a you know, like one, yeah. He's going to be like, they're back. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we need your help. You're the best damn pilot we have. (laughs) Right. And then he's going to say, you know, I don't do that anymore. Right.
0: That's a great one. Mine is kind of in a similar vein. Mm -hmm. Mine is I'm imagining someone like the former president or the uh, satellite engineer. Apparently that's what he does. But it could be anyone yelling at like a new character and being like, you weren't there. You don't know what it was like. You don't know
1: about 1996. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's likely if they talk that much about 1996, that it's a rule,
0: right? Or like, or like, I could see like, you know, like a punchy person like coming in and being like, This is what we need to do. Yeah, and they are like, You weren't in Area 51 at
1: 96. <laughs> you don't know,
0: or like the uh, the son of the crazy guy like he is now much older and he's like you don't know what my dad did for us
1: you know like that's true
0: that's what i'm thinking
1: i would like to add i made fun of the 90s technology and i guess i'm not giving a spoiler away if you're one of the one people (laughs) outside of ashley (laughs) who hasn't seen independence day but you know technology has progressed further now but even now so imagine the 90s where we had, like, Furbies (laughs) and Tamagotchi. (laughs) Even now, Alexa can barely, or Siri, any of those, like, you know, virtual assistant type things, can barely dictate my messages, Mm -hmm. let alone fly me against a 3,000-mile-long... Also American-centric because not in kilometers, in miles. We have to communicate this to the rest of the world, but we're we're talking in miles right here. (laughs) When NASA doesn't even use miles.
0: You were not Area 51, Sean. (laughs) You don't know. Okay, let's go watch this thing because it's also very long.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Smearing off ice.
0: Nothing's cooler than ice. Is that the saying? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or am I mixing that up with, like, the, like, dentine or something commercial?
1: I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I don't know why we're talking about Smirnoff. <laughs> <ice. laughs>
0: because I'm drinking one right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why did you choose to drink a Smirnoff? Look, ice?
0: Bad choices were made.
1: Also, I just said Smirnoff again, which I think it might be. Is it is it Smirnoff or Smirnoff?
0: <laughs> I think it's Smirnoff.
1: Because <laughs> for some reason, every time there's an S M, I I pronounce it as, like, Schmuck. Yeah, you like know, like we, yeah, like a schmear. Yeah, like a schmear. I don't know. It's
0: something not schmeared off.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in, in German, it's like you pronounce, you know, instead of... It would be like schmear instead of smear. I
0: have no way to verify that.
1: I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so about the movie. <laughs> this is where we are right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking schmear off ice and trying to put, wrap our heads around what we watched.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Here's the thing: If you've seen Independence Day one, you've seen Independence Day two.
0: <laughs> kind, kind. Okay, here's where I'm controversial. I think it was a far better movie than the first one. It really wasn't.
1: Now that I was trying to collect in my head the plot that I saw, Mm-mm. a lot of ridiculous things happen in the first one. So everybody by now knows about Independence Day one, right? Well, that's and, just like
0: syrup going right down your throat.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so in Independence Day one, so we see. Landmark's getting destroyed with alien lasers. We see this enormous mothership that is a fourth of the size of the moon. And it sends out, you know, other reasonably large, like, alien warships to destroy all these things.
0: That's part one, right?
1: That's part one, yeah. So in... (laughs) Like,
0: I'm asking if that was the movie that I watched earlier tonight.
1: In part two, it's the same thing. They just, like, they make everything Bigger. Bigger.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Bigger.
1: That's it, though. Like, it, otherwise, it is the exact same thing. Of course, Will Smith isn't in it. He didn't agree to join on to the Independence <laughs> Day 2. Um, so they use what's supposed to be his son is now grown up and an Air Force pilot or whatever.
0: Who plays the really fast superhero guy in the Amazon series, The Boys.
1: A-Train. His A-Train. Name is yeah, A-train. A-Train
0: in the show. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's the one that kills the guy's girlfriend at the well, beginning.
0: Okay. But
1: that's like the first scene of of the boys. (laughs) That is the the premise of the whole storyline of the boys.
0: Yeah. It's really a problem because he's such a shitty character in the boys that like I couldn't get behind him being the storyline's hero.
1: Yeah. And well, and everybody else, like one of the issues that I had, the characters, you know, in the first movie, how you had the uncle from National Lampoon's Mm -hmm. like the holiday movies.
0: Yeah. Randy Croyd.
1: Yeah. So you remember how you had him? And he's just like a side thought storyline. So like that was a third or a fourth of the movie is their storyline of like the guy who flies the crop duster and he becomes a pilot and whatever. But it's kind of meaningless because it doesn't really have an impact on the storyline. I mean, it has a little bit of an impact, uh, but nobody really cares about that character. This movie, like two thirds of the characters are like that. It's as if you had that character, but as all the characters so, like, the pre- of, yeah, I don't care about anyone. And that's the whole point. So it's like, mm-hmm. at least you eventually maybe cared about Will Smith and his girlfriend. I care about Jeff Goldblum
0: thus, and his dad. That's who I care about.
1: Sure. And they're really the main people who return from the first one, mm-hmm. uh, except for the president who returns, not as the president, of course, but in the most ridiculous. So the president, right, in the first movie he gives like the most iconic speech of all time and rallies like the whole world mm-hmm. and especially the American Air Force to go fight the aliens and whatever. That man, it's now 20 years later, right? In that first movie, I would guess he's supposed to be like 40, right? I mean, he, he mm-hmm. looks like he's a young president. He has a young daughter, mm-hmm. etc. That man is now barely able to walk. It's 20 years later. He has to walk with a cane. His back is hunched. He has like this scraggly beard. Mm -hmm. It looks like he is literally supposed to be like a decrepit 80 year old man, but he's like at most in his 60s. Yeah.
0: And what's weird is that in the first movie, Jeff Goldblum's dad is, I think, supposed to be like, I would say, at minimum 20 years older than the president at that time. Right. And in this movie, he could possibly be younger.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it really makes no sense. He didn't
0: age one bit, whereas uh Bill Pullman's character really, you know,
1: it really—it's a terrible, it's terrible all all the way around. Terrible.
0: Also, can we talk about a Willy Wonka moment? This man is hobbling the entire movie on with a cane, acting like he got shot in both legs during the First Independence War. Yep. <laughs> and then he decides that he's going to have another speech. Because I guess that's what really gets him going. And he goes and he just sets the cane aside and starts walking around like there was never a problem.
1: Yeah, he literally had a cane that he was using the whole movie. And in in one scene just stops using it and starts walking normally. And it isn't a scene of like... It isn't addressed
0: at all. It isn't like a, oh my God, it's a miracle. It's like, yeah.
1: It's as if he never needed it. And it's not like he was supposed to be like an alcoholic now or something like that. It's not like he had some other illness that you could like...
0: Like it was like PTSD. uh, yeah.
1: I I don't understand it, but either which way, his daughter is now a fighter pilot. Will Smith's son, whatever the actor's name is in the movie, I can't remember. Hilliard, isn't that his last name? Hiller. Hiller. Yeah. Uh, Well, whatever. Anyway, so he's there. In a really ridiculous scene, his son and some other people are walking through the White House, and you randomly see in the White House a portrait of Will Smith.
0: That's so bad.
1: Because it's supposed to be like, he's the biggest national hero in the history of, you know, the world. Or whatever. I've
0: got to find that photo and I'll
1: it on Instagram if I find it. The whole, the whole thing is just dumb. But the premise is just, they decide to retell the exact same story. And all that happens is that, you know, the uh, speech that the president gave back 20 years ago in 1996 or 5 or whatever makes its way to the alien homeworld. It took 20 years to, you know, get there or whatever. And the aliens hear it and decide to send an even bigger mothership. And so now instead of a fourth of the size of the moon, it's 3,000 miles long. Which or, is
0: bigger than the United States with.
1: So that is stupid. But they get there, they do the exact same thing all over again. The difference this time is that now instead of 1990s technology, Mm-hmm. And 1990s computer viruses (laughs) were fighting with alien technology because Mm -hmm. we took the alien technology from last time and combined it with human technology and and entered like a golden era of technology or whatever. Mm -hmm. So now we have like a lunar base, which is where most of the useless storytelling takes place because it's basically the crop duster, but on the moon with Liam Hensworth and a couple of other people. I don't remember their names. So it's just like, it's literally the same movie, just bigger. Mm -hmm. They bring back the guy who played Data in Star Trek, uh, who's Who's the like crazy, like crazy haired scientist. Mm -hmm. He's been in a coma for the
0: past 20 years. What a,
1: what a plot device to be like, how can we have him back in this as the exact same character with no character development? Oh, he entered a coma. (laughs) He was, I think, pretty sure that he died in the first movie or you were assumed to assume that he died, right? Um, but no, it turns out he was just put into a coma and he's been in a coma for 20 years and somehow he just randomly woke up.
0: I think it was the, the mind melt or whatever. Remember like the old president and him, like anybody who had direct contact with the aliens were starting to get like their brain was hurting.
1: Well, right. Because they had there's some sort of like telepathic link where they can somehow like kind of know their thoughts or right. some, some weird thing like that. So they know that something bad is coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like. The only thing better about the second movie, other than the graphics, I mean, really, that's it. I enjoyed it more. I mean, if you think about the scene where the alien is in the lab, like on rollers, like because it's <laughs> like it's just a dummy alien and it attacks the scientist. <laughs> that's way better in this movie. I mean, we have mm-hmm. real CGI to work with this time. I don't know. There were no more like weird fireball scenes where it looked like like the fireball <laughs> scenes in the first movie literally looked like you put on Netflix, like onto the fire log show (laughs) (laughs) and then played that in the background so at least we were like but all those are graphics those are just the the era right right of like the past movie and this movie in terms of storytelling it was just as bad yeah the first one though at least it was nostalgic and and it was good for the 90s
0: yeah
1: or at least it was good when i was a kid now i'm an adult and this one was not good but worth watching especially if you like the first independence day you'll love this because it's the same movie so drinkability I think that both movies were great for drinkability and because they are the same movie twice, you can Mm -hmm. basically just like use all the drinking rules both times.
0: Yeah, I agree. If there's any rule that I would put into writing for the second one is basically anytime the old president is on screen.
1: Yeah. And not for any reason other than how stupid that character is (laughs) in everything that he does. Anytime that you're like, why? Why did they make him do this? Right. You can drink to that for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. I think it was part of the rules that we read off, right? That anytime there's like a reference to the 90s, what happened in the 90s. Yeah, in
0: 96. They yeah. specifically say 96 a lot.
1: Okay, yeah. So definitely do that one because that was a good one. And that's how you'll get the random ones like Will Smith's portrait now being in the <laughs> right. in the White House. Right.
0: So what are you rating this one, Sean?
1: I'm going to give it a 28.
0: A 28.
1: Yeah, because I think it's worse mm-hmm. than Independence Day 1. Only because I'm basing my rating of Independence Day 1 on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Both are not good movies. hmm It's kind of like going back and watching Armageddon. hmm Armageddon was so great in my mind as a child and is much worse now. But Armageddon is a better movie today than yeah. either Independence Day movies.
0: Right. I think I'm giving it a 41.
1: A 41.
0: I liked it more than the first one.
1: Huh. Just because it's newer? Probably. There's just so much, like, uselessness. The storylines, like, don't matter.
0: I felt the same way about the first one.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at least you got to see, like, crazy fireballs and stuff.
0: I don't know. I, I like, again, I don't like an alien movie, so I need something to make it palatable. And I guess better graphics is what makes it palatable for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. We're going to have to watch Signs. You've never seen Signs? Nope. Again, another movie that's probably way worse than I remember it, <laughs> especially because it's M. Night Shyamalan. I was about to
0: say, isn't it? M. Night Shyamalan.
1: It is, but I remember really liking it in middle school, and I've seen it since then, but not soon enough, like recent enough for me to for sure know that it's not terrible.
0: Yeah, we should definitely meet that in our October movies.
1: Do you know anything about Signs? No. Okay, so you don't know the twist?
0: No, I, and if you run it for me, I'm going to be so mad.
1: Oh, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Walking Phoenix is in it as a oh, Lord. teenager, just about. He's like, I don't know what he's supposed to be. Walking Phoenix is like, isn't he like in his 40s or maybe even 50? I
0: have no clue. There's no way he's in his 50s.
1: Walking Phoenix is not that young, though. No. And in Signs, he was playing like Mel Gibson's teenage son or something like that. I can't remember his exact role, but he's supposed to be like he's a young 46. adult. Or a, yeah, so I mean like. I guess he would have been in his like mid 20s when uh, signs. he
0: was 28 in signs.
1: Huh? Well, I guess he's just playing like an I don't know. That's weird.
0: Interesting. Well, next week for movie night, it's your pick, isn't it? It is. Do you know what you're doing?
1: I do. Ooh, do tell. So this is a pairing that I've came up with a while ago. There are two pairings that I have almost been ready to do. And I'll, I'll give you a, a sneak peek, because this one's coming up soon. So the first one, I based these in so many ways. So there are a lot of connections, both in theme, name, storyline. The first one is Battleship and Clue. That's yes. one that I keep wrestling with. That's the one pairing. I want to
0: watch so badly. And I love Clue.
1: We will bring that one up. That might be in my next one after this. But the other one that I keep wrestling with is Cellular and Phone Booth. <laughs> So I'm going with this time with Cellular and Phone Booth. Which one's good? Which one's bad? That's going to be tough. I think that Phone Booth is going to have to be considered the good movie. That's
0: the one with uh, Colin Farrell, right?
1: Yeah, it's where he's like in a phone booth and there's (laughs) like a sniper hostage situation type thing going on. If I remember right, it's like, you know, it's a suspense. You'll probably like it. I'll love it. Yeah. Cellular is a suspense also um, with Chris Evans. And Chris Evans plays, like, a frat guy. This was back in the earlier mid-2000s. So, Mm -hmm. Chris Evans is, like, the age of a college student. Mm -hmm. And he, on his, like, Nokia cell phone, gets a random call from a stranger. And it happens to be somebody who's been taken hostage and is just calling (laughs) a random number to try to get help. (laughs) So, that is the premise. Also, surprisingly similar to Phone Booth in terms of, like, a random number. Like, a Mm -hmm. random person gets called on a phone and all this stuff happens right one is a cell phone one's a phone booth so
0: i'm excited for this yeah
1: throw it back to nokia phones and phone booths for that matter yeah.
0: drink to the sign of the times yeah.
1: yeah as far as i can tell i haven't seen cellular i have seen phone booth i think there was a phone booth too as well but <laughs> that's gonna there? have to be bad but in terms of cellular everything i've read is says that it's it's a bad movie but it's like a, it's a good bad movie so we'll see
0: yeah okay well i'm excited for that one far yeah. more excited than I was for this these two i think it'll be good yeah okay well
1: next time yeah we'll see you next time